Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. We're back in the, uh, let's continue on where, where we were. I, I was hoping to get us into an argument because I like to argue, but, um, mm-hmm. but what I was, well, let Why me put, you put, argue? Because <laughs> it's fun. But it makes you think, <laughs> okay, you know, it's like debate. Okay, uh, let's debate. Let's not argue. Let's debate. Uh, That's fine. Okay. What do you uh, like to debate? Anything, everything. My, uh, <laughs> we left why off uh, last week. Yeah, we, we, we left off last week with us, uh, with me saying that the worst thing is when, when your, your followers don't tell you anymore. You know, and, and I, I work for a, a colonel, a Fulbert colonel. I love him uh, still, dear Lee. He's a good friend. And uh, uh, Colonel Sanders, not the chicken guy, but uh, mm-hmm. and I remember him telling him, telling me, Chief, the worst thing that can happen is when your chief stops talking to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is so true. And I, uh, I don't know that you've ever thought about that, but when we, that means I don't trust you anymore, or 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 you or you can't. I'm not trustworthy because I'm not going to tell you. I want to let you die, and that's the worst thing in the world, I think, uh, Lugo. And and with all of us, you know. So we see this. We 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 as a leader think there's a problem, but first of all, again, like we were saying last week, what is the problem, and how are you going to learn? whether it is really no kidding a problem and what it actually is, if it's not with the people that you're leading, because you, you probably don't know you're, you're at a different level, you know? Uh, but I'll tell but, you that sometimes people stop listening because they're frustrated or people start talking to another one because to start, pr- pr- uh, they're frustrated. You mentioned, uh, and, and that can happen in the problem solving, in the problem solving journey. For example, uh, it, you know, I mean, think about it. You put a team together and give them a problem. The first thing they're going to do, if if you have seven people or more, they're going to discuss the problem. Some of them are going to say, you know, I think I know why. I don't think we need to do this uh, problem exploration. If you're smart about problem solving, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to figure out everything that you, you're going to ask the team. What do you know about this? What do you, you know, you're not, you're not solving the problem. What do you know this? What do you, what do you know about this? What do you know about this? Everybody's putting everything out there. Somebody's writing and they said, okay, what does this tell us about what could the problem be? And then at a, at a grand scale, you kind of, I think this is what the problem is. And then you go out and begin to, uh, you know, go, go out to the place and try to, and, and try to explore and then come back with more information to validate. And then from there you begin to, you know, think about your how this problem is related to everything else. So you're looking at the at the macro uh, level and how this problem is wired into the organization, and then we begin the the root cause, right? The, the the root cause situation. But what happens is, and I see it, is people get together. Uh, one of the leaders say, "No, no, I think well, well, this is what we need to do," and so because they think that by attacking whatever they believe is the problem is some is doing something right and so then everybody in the team or not everybody but a lot of people in the team may feel this way and other people in the team will feel like you know what i think it's kind of early and so communication breaks 
people don't talk to each other because there is is a clash between those people that say, do we have enough information? And others that said, no, we got to move on. And then this, this pressure on the leader to do something. And so by exploring the problem, they believe, hey, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm wasting time. That right there causes trouble. And when you're talking about the communication, uh, some team members, they, they'll shut down and say, well, if they don't, if this person knows already what the problem is and what the solution is, why should I give one? That's where people begin to say, you know what? I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to give myself uh, into this conversation. I have other things to do. Yeah. And 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 you know there are going to be people, and I, I don't know that it's one hundred percent, but certainly there will be some people who are on their way out. You know, we talked about we you were making fun of me being retired, retired the last um, episode. I was well, making fun of you saying that you're retired, retired because I don't <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Let, I think that's a good thing. But uh, <laughs> but when you think you're at the end of. Uh, of like you, the, the the word that you use, and I like it, is your journey. You know, I've I've been here forty years. Well, you know, and you know, I served fifty years on on, on for the Air Force. Uh, when you get to that point where you you finished, you know, you, you you're done. You've given as much as you can, and, and I'm tired, and I don't want to give any more. So why should I give any more? You know, as a leader, and especially again, we talked about the the young leader. Uh, a young leader can come in and say, okay, well, uh, what do we call it uh, uh, in the Air Force logo? Uh, retire on active duty, right? Remember that uh, that term that uh, these yeah. people did not want to do anymore. Road, yeah, they were they were done. They were just biding their time till they hit whatever point, you know, the thirty year point, and we're done, mm -hmm. and then well, I can retire. But uh, you know, again, I think those those people still have some corporate knowledge. You know, they've been doing it for a long time, so they they're the ones that know a, a lot of things that the young person, the young leader, is not going to know. And I think uh, it behooves the young leader to 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 uh, to respect that. And I'm not sure that I see that anymore, Lugo. I see, you know, especially on. I don't know. Maybe I'm watching too much social media or something. You know, I see young people coming in and. Uh, taking over and never asking the, the right questions, never realizing what, what are the problems, you know, uh, and, and who knows what the problems are, you know, as I said before, it's the, the janitor knows a heck of a lot more than you think. And if you take some time and ask the janitor, what are the, what do you, what problems do you see? Uh, you, you might be surprised. Well, I think that the issue is when I, I see young people, I see promise. And by the way, you're not I a young see... person anymore, just so you know. <laughs> I know I know you're feeling it lately. I, I guess, yeah. I guess uh, I'm not. You, you know, that's an interesting, right? Because mentally, you kind of feel young and agile, uh, you know, and then until you get out there, you know, try to do, do it, try to make the, the mile and a half run in the same amount that you, you were doing it, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Anyways. Doesn't work. So, yeah. Doesn't work. Uh, you, you quickly find that, uh, you know, there are constraints. Anyways, uh, so so what happens here when I see young people uh, and uh, sometime we went to Cornell University and we were doing we met with some students and and uh, they, these are engineering students and they have some uh, liberal arts students and and we were building uh, we were building games. And they were using games and stuff like that. And as I, I'm talking with them, they had all these ideas. And I told myself, you see, I still remember. It's been a few years. This has probably been about four years. 
And I remember thinking to myself, man, I really would love to hire one of these people. And I was thinking to myself, what happens is they go into the work center with all these ideas, these forms of thinking. Uh, they have no boundaries. So their ability to create things are, are amazing. And so then we say, no, no, uh, th this is what it works. This is what it, and that's when we lose them. And then we don't progress. And so I think that's that's not the, the, the right thing. This is what leaders need. Leaders need to have a framework for problem solving. They need a, a way for them to, they're solving always for the future. They're being refreshed. And as they go, they're learning. They're not negating the, the, the past. But when they act this way, this is what happens. These youngsters, as you're calling them, they are going to look, they want to find these leaders who are constantly, who know the past, and they're always listening to uh, what, uh, what the ideas, and then they're able to incorporate these ideas without being threatened into some kind of framework and produce something. And so what is happening right now is that a lot of leaders out there don't, they don't, they don't know what their, their framework for problem solving is. So anytime these people come in, Uh, they is everything is done haphazard, and it's better and it's easier to just stick with the past rather than uh, rather than flesh out the ideas that these uh, people, these new youngsters or new people in the uh, your your followers have, and incorporate them in some kind of way uh, with the lessons of the past, the the lessons of the present, and what the future can tell us. So that way we can produce something new. And then we create a solution, just like we were talking before about fitness for use. We create a solution that fits today and will fit tomorrow. And as we move in this continuum that is con that is changing and we're continuously negotiating the future, we are able to adapt. What we have in some cases, I just don't think that we get to a point where something is so old that we never use it, that we cannot adapt it to... Uh, to make it, you know, useful in the present, which is in the past, we were we were calling the future, and so I think that's that's what it is. I think if we if we get leaders to understand how to problem solve, to at least have some kind of framework, and they can explain it to these people that come up with some ideas. I mean, there's places in those uh, in those things, like for example. Uh, brainstorming, right? So when we are creating a problem, what a great place to bring some of these people that can think without boundaries. We haven't, we have them, we had not uh, marred them with this is the way you're going to do. Repeat after me. I repeat after you. Uh, this is how we do it. You know, we have not robotized these new people. We have been able to to uh, to let them think creatively, and now we are embracing. Uh, that type of new thinking because they are going to have to lead the next generation. I think that's better than just than just telling them, hey, this is how it's done. We, we should never use that. Better teach the new people how to solve problems by adopting one and not only just just demonstrating it, yeah. right? So they can see where they fit. Well, and, and then eventually it becomes a culture. You know, we you want a culture where 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 we can uh, discuss these things. We can bring you know 
uh, share with each other uh, ideas, different ways, different different perspectives, uh, without worrying about getting fired or slammed or whatever it is, you know. And and I get and al although we always say that the leader is the one responsible for that, well, I don't know that he's he or she is responsible, but he or she is can be a catalyst for it. That they we we will accept your. Uh, and we, we may consider it negative input, negative feedback, but it really is positive because it's making us better. You know, as long as it's again, eventually, unless or if you don't do that, they're not going to tell you anything. You know, they're going to let you fail. And I, I, like you said earlier, we, I don't think any leader really wants to fail. They want to succeed, but it's how that that's the problem. It it is helping people understand let me i don't options. know if i've ever told you this story lugo but uh, this is from uh oh gosh in his his name he's a big uh, management guru and he wrote a book uh, tom peters uh, you've heard of i know you've read tom peters mm -hmm. I, think, I think i've given yeah. you books on uh, management uh, by walking around i think this was one of his books yeah i think uh in this particular book he writes about a uh an event where he is at Nintendo headquarters. You remember, do you still, are you a gamer? Have you ever done gamers uh, games or I've, I've never done that kind of stuff. I have, I'm looking at them right now. I have games and all that that my kids used to play, but I've never played them. But anyway, Nintendo yeah. is a pretty big. Oh, there we go. In search of excellence. That was the book. Okay. Yep. Tom uh, Peters. And the one that I'm referring to is called the Tom Peters seminar, which is a stupid name mm. for a book. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, he's with Hiroshi Namaushi, who was uh the leader, the CEO, I'm not sure what his title was, of, of Nintendo for many, many, many years. And, you know, in, in, in the Japanese, old Japanese culture, I don't know if it still is, when you were hired by a company, you you were the company. You you worked there for all your life, you know. So anyway, Namaushi uh, had been leading uh, Nintendo for many, many years. And there at headquarters, at the Nintendo headquarters, he and uh, Tom Peters, and they're walking around. And as they're walking down this hallway, uh, a, a young person comes out, kind of running out, and runs into Mr. Yamaushi and knocks him down. And, you know, you can, all of the, they do the right things because in those days, at least, the, the Japanese were very uh, respectful. So, you know, a lot of bowing and apologizing and all that stuff. Anyway, the youngster looks at Mr. Yamauchi, recognizing him. And he says, uh, Mr. Yamauchi, I just started working here. What shall I make? And Yamauchi says, something great and walks mm -hmm. off. And I'm thinking, wow, what a culture, man, that all, uh, our whole culture is based on make it great. Whatever it is, make it great. And, and I think, and then Tom Peters goes on to talk about the culture that at that time, at least, uh, was rampant through uh, Nintendo that we'll, we'll listen to anybody because as long as it's about helping us make this great. And, you know, and I don't know how it is nowadays, but uh, I remember back in the days, you know, it was Nintendo was the number one game for two or three years. And then Sony took over and had the number one game for two or three years. And, some, you know, they based on... Uh, on their culture, they created these things that were really no kidding great, and and again it goes back to the point of being a, having a culture where where we do accept feedback from the youngsters, from the followers, from everybody, the the uh, janitors, because it makes us great, and and we're all willing to look for, and I'm not sure that they're always problems or challenges. You know, and that's a positive thing. Let's let's find that challenge and make it better instead of a problem. You fix problems, you create challenges, I think. I, I don't know. 
What's your thought? Well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Nemauchi, right? Uh, so, interesting question. The question is, what do, do I do today? My first day is that what you said? His question. The question was, what what, what shall I make? What shall I make? Yes. And so, and the and uh, Nemauchi's uh, question uh, answer was something great. Yeah. So he did not tell this person what to make but how to make it right and and so i think i think that that is important again it goes back to obviously it uh, i want to use your creativity everybody wants the answer right what is the right answer in the same thing you know i've been in, in places and we're doing different things and and people want the right answer so we developed and you're talking about culture we're talking here about problem solving and and the the worst thing a leader can do in regards to problem solving is create a culture that uh, beginning right because we're going to define the problem what is you know what i need to do that's that's the question what shall i do what shall i make create a culture that focuses on finding the right answer as i know it now now you're going to do something that is great but it's going to be you know the answer to your questions what i'm thinking you don't know what it is but you're going to have to figure that out right so so here's the, it's a guessing game and then all of a sudden i look in the book i looked in everything and i just found the right answer and the right answer is b it is right here in the book it's it is one of my selections i have a b c and d and and because i have selected b i have just uh win you know i just scored for that particular question and sometimes well now i would not say sometimes most of the time when we're dealing with issues in, in situations in organization the problem is not in the book the problem is not always in the book i do understand in, in many places we have uh sop standard operating procedures and and we do that but 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 how do we go about this process of standard operating procedures we have standard operating procedures when we have we have we saw a situation, we gathered data, uh, or, or at least what we knew, we defined the problem, we put teams together, we brainstormed great ideas, then we tested these ideas, and after we tested these ideas, we implemented some of those, we saw the results, and once we saw these results, then we said, you know what, that works, and then we, then we built SOPs, you know, standard operating procedures and stuff like that. So even when we are asked to solve problems, not everything is going to be written. Sometimes we're going to have to go through that process. And the the uh, the answer, his answer was 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 uh, very illustrative of what kind of uh, what leaders should do in an organization. And that is not not to tell you what to think, but uh, help you understand how to think so we can create something great as as he mentioned it yeah and and if you think about it in terms of what we, we're talking about on the on this podcast uh he was in a way creating the future i think Lulu. whatever it that future is and we've said this many times there are going to be many changes which are going to change the future but the ultimate future is, is that it's great whatever that is right it's great. And, and although, you know, and I, I guess but that great is would, unique. 
it is that great is unique right yes. it's not used it's not yes. it's not what somebody else created right but he says something great i want it so that means it's new it's unique and not rather than what you mentioned over there is not used it's not another somebody else yeah. thought it hey i want you to repeat what somebody else said no i want you to create something new something that is good for all of us even better even better yes like i said that's progress progress is better change is just different I'll leave you with that, and you can ponder that this week, and we'll talk uh, again next week and see if you learned anything, Grasshopper. I look forward to continue <laughs> my learning. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm working on that. <laughs> Have a great week, Lugo. Take care, Chief. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and helped you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great. <laughs>